Hey, welcome to the Church Explained podcast, a conversation to grow your leadership and build your church. Come on, well, well, listen. Why, why, why didn't you share one or two? Share some. What, what, what are your highs? What, what's the highlights there of um, of what God's doing and um, and what's some of the challenges? Ah, uh, uh, yeah. There's so many challenges. A lot of them sometimes have nothing to do with the the location in itself or the, yeah. the church in itself. Yeah. It's a lot of internal things, Dave. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think let me speak to the highs. I think the high for me, for Jess and I, my wife, getting a chance to start something and getting the privilege and honor and the trust by our leadership to start something yeah. Yeah. has been one of the greatest privileges of life. It's it's shaped our marriage. It's it's challenged us to be better. I've grown personally in my relationship walk with God because there's a lot of faith you need. There's yeah. days you wake up if you're a pastor leader right now listening or an entrepreneur, a business leader, leading something and being responsible for it. The demand naturally develops you. Mm. So the natural demand of starting something and the responsibility develops you or it should. It's yeah. either going to develop you or it's going to crush you. Yeah. And uh, and so I, I uh, Jess and I have just this opportunity with people around us who shape us, challenge us, encourage us. So there's a high end just in a sense to have that opportunity to grow Brilliant. Um, because something like this allows you to grow as, as individuals, but also in your marriage. There's a lot of things mm. you have to create spaces and boundaries and conversations and, and uh, investments into one another in order for you to yeah. grow healthy and for this church to be healthy. And we don't always do it well. Some days we're, we're like, we could be a lot better, but because of the demand, that's, yeah. that's causing us to have those conversations. Mm. I think a high though, if I were to specifically speak to the location is 12 Dude. people in a living room and, and uh, uh, July 23rd, 2019, yeah, yeah. to seeing over 2,500 people make a decision to follow Jesus as of a couple weeks ago wow. um, is incredible. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's a story of God and God's faithfulness only. No so human, no yeah. system, no structure can do that. It's only God. 12 people to seeing over 2,500 people make a decision three years later is unreal. And I can't yeah. believe it. And, and this, is, it, this is all the challenges of, like you said, everyone's been through it seven weeks in. We launched yeah, the location, yeah. and seven weeks after that, COVID hits, and everyone yeah. is shifting online. I'm like, this thing is shutting down. We're yeah. never. This is over. And God's like, let me show you how I build my church. And so, you yeah. know, I think that's the high is that uh, I've seen God build His church no matter what challenge, yeah, yeah. and uh, no matter what human fear or or thought yeah. you may have about it. God's like, I love the church more than you do. Yeah. Hey, hey, let, let me just. Um... Let me just draw out a couple of things there. I think one one of the things I want to try and draw out there is this idea of when people, you know, in leadership, when they see something in us and they call that out of us, actually, there's something in that, isn't it, that gives us confidence. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, and I think I'm mentioning that because, you know, there could be leaders who are listening. Maybe they're thinking, hey, we want to get somebody on staff or we want to invite somebody in. You know, just by the fact that of leaders seeing somebody can really put confidence in them to do the role that God's called them to do, and I guess right. that's a little bit what you're describing. You, you know, those the the, the staff there, Swab challenging you in good old Swab style uh, with his own version of the story. But you know, something about that when somebody challenges you, then it causes you to either step up or step away, doesn't it? Really, right? And uh, but it gives us that confidence that somebody sees something in us. That actually they're trying to draw out, and uh, maybe, maybe there's something even leaders listening just to encourage them. Listen, you know, why don't you have a 
uh, what we often call an I see in you conversation. You know, what is it you see in somebody? Draw it out of them and let them see that actually that you've got confidence in them to lead a, a service, lead a department, lead a ministry, yeah. whatever it may be, even lead a campus. There's something about that as well. The other thing I do want to dive into is if you're okay, how do you feel just about sharing some of those internal challenges? Maybe some of the listeners. Um, absolutely. As comfortable as you are, do you know what I mean? Yeah, what, what are some of the things you've faced that maybe other leaders are facing that you can speak into? I think, you know, I, there's, there's so many different layers to this. I think part yeah. of me still, still thinks, hey, I, do I really belong here? I never wanted to be a pastor. It's not been a dream of mine. You know, I, mm-hmm. I feel young. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I feel still looking young. young. Yeah, there you go. See, that's exactly how I feel. It's I, I feel it. People say yeah. it, and and you know I I I think of so many successful people and leaders mm. and people who are in their faith and seasons ahead of me, and and so there's just that insecurity of I'm too young. I don't have enough experience and mm. wisdom to come alongside and pastor people. My title is a pastor. I'm pastoring this community. This, yeah. this, this, this campus that we have in Orlando. But how can I pastor some people that I've never been? I, you know, I, I got married, so I was married when we started this campus, 12 people, but I didn't have kids. So how am I gonna pastor parents? Mm. I don't have kids, you know? And then I, don't, I haven't been successful. I haven't been a pastor before. They're getting a brand new pastor. They're getting like this rookie of a pastor who newbie. hasn't done anything before, a newbie. Yeah. And, and, and why are they gonna commit to me? You know, I know, I know mm. people are trusting, um, their finances and, and tithing and bring 10% back to God. I know it's in God, but they're looking at me and the establishment. Are they going to trust me? You know, my hair is a certain way. I dress a certain way. Um, I don't look near where, you know, nowhere near what they look like or whatever. Maybe. And, you know, you start to think all these different things. Yeah. And so I think that's at, at the core. Sometimes that can that can stifle someone, whether sure. it's an, an age, right? Or, <clears throat> or it's an experience. Yeah. yeah. Whatever maybe. Or you can flip it and say, well, I'm too old. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm see way seasons ahead. And, you know, I feel like yeah. I've got some knowledge and wisdom, but uh, this is a younger demographic. Are there going to be any young, you know, you could, you could flip it and it could be something yeah. else for someone. But for me, it's that I think part of another part of it is, um, can I really do this uh, for the long haul? Yeah, yeah. You know, if I have no experience, I've not done this before, sure. can I last? And I think when you look around and, and see different leaders and different people and, 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 and you see certain things happening in, in the yeah. church world and people falling and making mistakes, you have that side of it. It's, oh, I mean, I, I want to be able to do this for the long haul. Can yeah. I do it for the long haul? Can, yeah, yeah, can, yeah. God, you, can you help me finish this Ooh, well? Can I do this strong. well? Um, I think a lot of it sometimes as well as just seeing naturally, I think we all do it, just comparison. You see other people who preach, you see other people who teach, other people who lead, and you feel like they just do a better job at it. Yeah. I mean, they just sound better. Oh, they just word that better. Oh, they got this, they got that. And you start to talk yourself out of what you bring mm. because it's hard to see ourselves. We don't have eyes to see ourselves, right? Mm-mm. You and I have eyes to see other people. I could look at a mirror and the mirror only reflects what you think, not actually actually what you see. I think we oftentimes think we see what we see, but we actually are seeing this version that we really think. Oh, I think uh, it's like, you know, I, I look at myself and someone's like, man, I, your hair looks great. And I'm like, I, I actually thought this morning looked terrible. Mm. How is it one person sees my hair looking great? I saw it as, oh, it doesn't look great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think those we, challenges. I, those challenges naturally come in leadership is yeah. I don't have what it takes. I'm too young. I'm not smart enough. I haven't done this yeah. long enough. 
Um, I don't have the resources. I don't have uh, the building. I don't have the permanent facility. I don't have the leaders. You know, whatever it may be, we'll find ourselves and tell ourselves we're not good enough. And I think for me, a bigger one and a challenge. And I think God is teaching me, hey, I've picked you. I've chose you. And then this is what I tell myself when I'm in my position a lot of times, a lot of times is I didn't ask for this. I took God. God, I'd asked to be a pastor. This wasn't like a dream of mine and put it on the list. I resisted this. I resisted being a pastor. I resisted leading at this capacity. Somehow, some way, I've said yes because internally I felt this call. Mm-hmm. And so, God, I'm here. And I, I told them there were 14 other people that could be better than me leading this campus. But yet they chose me. Mm-hmm. If they chose me, that means you, you must have chosen me. There must be something you put okay. inside me that could bring people closer to you. And mm-hmm. I think if you ask me the desire, what's my favorite thing about what I get to do, yeah, is yeah. I can Tell us. share. I get to share with people, um, yeah, the the things that God has done, the things that Jesus has done in my life to change it. Mm. And I don't necessarily have this like, you know, been to jail seventeen years and God saved me. That's not my story. But what I do sure. have is that I felt lonely, isolated, and it looked like I had everything, but I felt like nothing. Mm-hmm. And God saved me. He found me there, and He's di- He's divinely shaped and invested and reactivated or or reignited what was already inside of me and it's this passion to love god and i think one thing i love to talk most about is who jesus is and um, the gospel story so if i get a chance with a few minutes with people you're probably in a sense the sense of passion for god's church and who god is and so i think that's my favorite thing is to spend time talking with people meeting him for coffee meeting Mm. him in the lobby telling him i i want to encourage people i want him to walk away feeling you know what god's best is in front of me God's future is bright for my life. Yes, there's some challenges I'm facing, but if I've got God inside me, I've got everything. Yeah, yeah. And if 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 I can wake up and have breath in my lungs and an ability to write and see the the future in in in, in more of a imagination sense, gotcha. then why not go for yeah, it? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Just overcoming those, I, I guess, imposter syndrome sort of stuff, isn't it? Really, and the challenges we face just by reminding ourselves actually that God has chosen us. That's the big thing. And the passion he's yeah, put I think in our David's, lives. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think David's what's in your hand. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, Moses had a, a staff. Yeah. yeah. And I know we've all heard that, but what's in your hand? And I think so often we think we need to have something in our hand yeah. 10 years from now. Oh, if I get yeah. the experience 10 years from now, I'm going to yeah. have something better in my hand. And we don't maximize what we have in it today. Mm. And, you know, if what's in my hand are just a few stones and a sling, not an armor, not a yeah, not yeah. a sword. Saul offered David his shield and a sword and his armor. Yeah. He got the the if you will, the, the building. Mm-hmm. He got the, the perfect microphone and sound system. He got the mm-hmm. perfect stage. And he realized that God didn't train him with that in hand. Yeah. And so if you're gonna face Goliath, you can't face Goliath with something you never trained with. Mm. So who you are today is what God's trained you for in the moment. Yeah. So when I launched this campus, God gave me everything I needed to lead and start that campus for the, for with that my moment. background. Yeah, absolutely. for that moment. Yeah. So if it was a sling and a stone, yeah. that's what I'm using. That's yeah, the insight. Yeah. So David puts this armor on, right, and and he has the sword and he has it, and he feels it, and it's like this is just not me. Yeah. I killed him with the bear, a bear and a lion with a sling and a stone. So I'm going to face Goliath with what God has trained me and equipped me with for the season, for that moment. Yeah. And I think as leaders, I fall victim to, oh, if I had this, if I had that, if yeah. I had that. And I'm looking at a 30-year-old church, a 40-year-old mm. church. 
even if it's a 10-year-old church and I'm a one-year-old, they have what they have because they've been in ministry for 10 years and they've served yeah. God's people for 10 years. I can't take that, what I don't have or I've organically acquired, whether it's spiritually or in my faith yeah. or even systems or structures or people yeah. that God sent to be able to build a church like that. And so we spend so so much time fantasizing and dreaming of that without seeing yeah. what's in my hand. What has God equipped me with today? Yeah. And I, I have to remind myself that daily. What's in my hand today, Peter? Yeah. And if what's in my hand today is just a sling and a stone, well, that means I have exactly what I need to face what God has, what, what God has got in front of me. Even if the yeah. enemy is doing something to distract me with, it's like, no, I got it in my hand. Yeah. I can do it. So true. And, and I think there's something in that. And, you know, when we think about people and leaders, often we're all thinking about the future, you know, when I'm like this or when this happens or when my church is like this. But there's something about just focusing on the present. What have you got now and what can you do with what you have now? You know, that's right. the thing that God can take and use at this time. Hey, let, let me just throw in another question here just about um, Elevation Church. Obviously, you're serving there. We love what you guys are doing. But what's the one thing about Elevation Church that really matters that people don't ask about? Wow, that's a phenomenal question, mm. Dave. What really matters that people don't ask about? Mm. Um, I would say the people of the church. Brilliant. Um, I think so often, you know, the version of Elevation Church people see today is um, this online ministry all over the world, the buildings, the songs, the worship team, Pastor Stephen, who he is today, and how he communicates and how God uses him in such a brilliant sure. way. And there's sure. a lot of value in that. I understand mm, that. Absolutely. I know that. I'm a, I'm a byproduct of that kind of faith. I, I get to sit. Gotcha. He's my leader, my, 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 my boss, my pastor. I get to sit under his teaching and Holly, Pastor Holly's teaching. Yeah. But I think so often people come in and they, they want to know the systems and the structures and the, the things, the bells and whistles. But those things only happen. And um, I think we see in the favor of God is on it because of the people of the church. Yeah, I like And that. so I think I think oftentimes we can miss and, and forget. I think another question that I would say is that people, when they think about Elevation Church, is how is Elevation Church or who is Elevation Church and why is it the way it is today? Mm. What shaped it? And I could go back and say, well, Pastor, whenever it was just a few families, just core mm. families when he was launching the church, the type of faith and belief they had. The time that he fasted 40 days, he wanted to fast for a few days, ended up doing 40 days and 40 uh, without food and, and, and without food and, and just water. Mm. And you're like, well, you know, you, you, you hear and see his preaching today and his faith and his audacity and, 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 and how God is using this ministry all over the globe. But it really sure. started. And it, here's the thing. I, I, in, in the private, he's still the same person that he was 17 years ago in terms of faith, yeah. desire willingness, discipline, hunger, and he's going to share his challenges and all this. So when, when we see Elevation Church and what it is today, it's, it's easy to get wrapped up in the hype of Elevation Church. And I think that yeah. happens naturally. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. got yeah, yeah. wrapped up in the hype of Jesus' miracles. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when the question Oops. is that you asked so brilliantly is, yeah. what, what question does, does no one ask about Elevation Church mm. when they come visit is, is hey, what are... Who are the people of Elevation Church? Sure. Because I think the favor of God on this ministry stems, I think, from the faith of the original core families and Pastor Stephen Holly, 
but I think it's stewarded by the people of our church. And yeah. Pastor Stephen has said that over and over again from his pulpit. Uh, 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 as it's yeah. the people of Elevation Church that, well, that allow God to dwell and minister yeah. to the cities and communities we're in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, great, great answer and great insight there as well. And hopefully it'll help leaders as they're in their own churches or settings. Just to remember, actually, yeah, it, it is about the people. It's not about the systems, the structures, all, all those things that are necessary. But actually, it's really about people, isn't it? We need to keep that our focus. Yeah. Um, you know, we can think about all the different things that's going well. But but actually, the reason they're going well is because of the people who are there helping those things go well. And sometimes yeah. we forget about that. The people who put in the hard graft, the hard work, who are running the things, doing the things. You know, we may think as well, we come up with the idea, but really, actually, it takes more than an idea to really be fruitful. You need the people to work and collaborate together yeah. to make the thing happen. I had a great I answer think, that. I think, Dave, if I could add to that when, when yeah. I contrast Dude. the people, is I think as leaders and as pastors, I think I've fallen victim to this launching this campus. Yeah. Is, and this is, there's, they're needed. So I'm going to mm. say they're needed. So if you're a leader sure. or a pastor listening right now and you're launching yeah. a location, you've got, I got I to gotta establish a culture and I need systems yeah. and I need structures all and volunteers it. All and all the things that help steward God's church. Mm. But I think in the midst of that, you can prioritize those things over God's people. And what I mean by that, that's why I said it's about the people, is that the people that are coming to church, the Bible says that we're called to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And I think I've missed it at times where I have led people and for good things and the systems and the structures because it's about the mission, our mission, so that people far from God be raised to life in Christ. And our vision statement as a church is to see what God can do through you. And they're good things and they're godly things. But what I miss in that moment is I forget to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And what that means is how do I pastor the people? How do I shape them and make them fall in love and, and show them my life? Not a perfect life, but a life that shows both the vulnerability and the challenges, but also the, the, the desire to pursue God. Show them how to pursue God and fall in love with Jesus, and they're going to serve God's church forever. Mm. Show them a system and structure, and they're going to rise and fall in your system and structure that's imperfect. Yeah. And so I think as cliche as that sounds, is our, our job as pastors and leaders is to help people see Jesus and fall in love with God and fall in love with His church and fall in love with the disciplines of pursuing God and desiring who God is every single day. Mm. And when you can do that, and that's a, not an overnight, a week, a system, a structure, a course. That's a lifestyle. Bring Him into your life. Show them how much you love God, but also show them how you make mistakes and how God corrects you and convicts you. And let them see how to outwork a Bible-based, Jesus-loving, people-loving church. And they're going to serve the church and the vision for as long as they have that in front of them. And that's what the job is, pastoring your people. Because people are coming in, they don't know Jesus, or they've been in church for 30 years and picked up some habits that maybe aren't biblical. Keep pointing them back to God. Keep pointing them back to God. And I haven't always done that well. God's been convicting me this past year. Help people see Jesus. And not in a cliche way. Give it in a practical way. What does that practical look like on Monday? What does that practical look like on a Tuesday on a date night? Show them that. And it's not just through social media and your highlights. It's inviting them into your home. It's getting a coffee. Remember, spend time with the people that you pastor. Mm. And God's uh, like, give you everything that you need yeah. to preach to them and speak to them. Very good, very good. I mean, it's all, as you said, about bringing people into your life. That's the journey, isn't it? Um, that's the privilege as well. The privilege and the challenge, if we're honest, because sometimes we want yeah. the space. But actually, that's the privilege and the challenge alongside there. Hey, thinking about those closest to you then, um, maybe a bit of a challenge, a question for you, answer. But, but what do they say about you? What do they say about your leadership gift? 
<laughs> um, yeah. You know, I think I would hope they would say, because I don't always get it right, Dave, I'll be honest mm. with you. And I just said that, I don't always get it right. But I would hope they would say is that someone is authentic in every moment. Yeah, yeah. Go That's ahead. something I've always wanted to be is that in every conversation, no matter the opportunity, no matter the moment, no matter the place, I think authenticity breeds anointing. Yeah. Um, and I want to be anointed because if I'm not, then what I say is really mm. just me saying it. Yeah, so God, like if you that. called me to this, please allow that your anointing flows in me and through me so that people can hear your words, not just some kind of cute sticky statement or good leadership. So whether it's a three-minute conversation with a first-time guest or someone very important in the city, I want them to see someone who's authentic, who's real in the moment, yeah. who's not yeah. looking over the shoulder and trying to have another conversation with someone else, Yeah. but really create a, 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 a rhythm and a pattern, a habit in my life that the most important conversation is the one in front of me. Mm. And I think when I can stay in that place, then I can stay in that childlike faith because I believe kids are their most authentic self and then as you get older you, you allow so, something happens like if I could stay exactly. yeah, yeah. as close as I can to this 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 authentic person who loves God and in, in, mm. in every season and every situation don't yeah. always do it well but if I can be there Dave I think I can minister and stay healthy and have um, wind for uh, for the long run. The long haul. In, in, that's in the, the big long thing, haul isn't it? of faith and ministry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I'd hope. They're like authentic in every moment. Yeah, people. yeah. Well, we'll soon find out. We might put a poll out there and see what they really say. <laughs> and, then and, then, and then we'll let you know. You know what? But... Hey, do it because I'd like to know. <laughs> hey, listen, it's been just great to have you on the show. I've got a, a few quick fire questions before we wrap up today. Is that all right? Love it. And, uh, but they're quick fire, so you're going to answer them quickly. So I've got a few here okay. in front of me. We'll see which ones we will go for, which ones we'll leave out. So you've just got to be ready. But it's been right. brilliant to have you on the show. Are you ready? So uh, what's your favorite podcast and why do you like it? Um, I've, I've loved Leadership Lean In with Chad Veach. I just oh, yeah, love yeah. kind of the practical nice. side of it. Uh, he does, he, you know, you kind of get the Chad Veach um, realness, but he's yeah, also yeah. got this passion for developing and building leaders and knowing nice. how that builds God's church. Brilliant. And uh, what's your two books you'd recommend and why? Uh, uh, so I've read a couple books that just uh, challenged me, encouraged me. Craig Rochelle wrote a book I read it a few years ago called It. Yeah, and, good book. Uh, his whole premise is how churches can get it and keep it. I think this idea mm. of not chasing systems or structures, there's something spiritual and something internally that as a church, if you could find it, yeah. what God's calling you to do and what, you, you can keep it and you can build yeah. on it. Um, yeah. So I just I felt challenged in that. Um, and then another book was How to Be Like Walt by Pat Williams. I okay. this book as well. Yeah, um, I and of one. course, I'm in Orlando and Disney. So, yeah. you know, uh, I just love <laughs> seeing how a story, how a dream can become a reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you believe it, serve it, work it, mm. and um, sustain it. And uh, it, his life just inspired me to believe and dream big. Brilliant. That God can, if, if we serve a God who's so big, why wouldn't I have big dreams? Yeah, why not? Why not? And your favorite food and why? So it's called pilimeni. It's a Ukrainian, oh, okay. uh, it's a Ukrainian Slavic staple. It's uh -huh. like ravioli, but you know, love for those who love 
you know, my Italians out there and, and people who love ravioli. Um, but uh, uh, Pilimeni, it takes the cake. They're, they're better. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. a better version of ravioli. I can't love ravioli. Yeah, yeah. Pilimeni, it's... yeah, I've eaten it. Actually, I've had it, I've had it before. So there you yeah, go, Dave. Yeah, you know... Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, that was nice, actually. Yeah, we 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 went to uh, Poland uh, last last yep. autumn, <clears throat> and uh, we were visiting some um, ladies from Ukraine who were staying in the church in Poland. Yep. And they they cooked us an Too amazing good. meal with all the different Ukrainian foods, and that was one of them. But I didn't know what it was called, but I ate it and enjoyed it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so now, now I know what it's called. Okay, so and your favorite destination? Why, if you could go to somewhere in the world, where would you go? A hundred percent Europe. My my wife and nice. I are both saying we want to go back. Well, you know, I was born there, so I haven't been back since yeah. I was born and we left. Yeah, yeah. My wife's never been, so to go to Europe wow. and and see some of, um, some of kind of the history, church history, and and um, just meet some people and friends that I have there. Hopefully, see yeah. you, Dave. Yeah, yeah. You are welcome to come and see me. I can't promise <laughs> the sunshine, but I can't yeah, promise. Well. Good, good time. Holiday. Yeah, good. Yeah, uh, definitely, yeah. definitely a good time. And uh, if you could have one superpower, what would that be? Dave, you know what? Oh man, I love that question because <laughs> it's tough. It's yeah. tough. It's so tough to answer that question truthfully. I, I'm, I, I'm wrestling. I'm wrestling between between uh, teleportation. I like that one, uh, yeah, and not yeah. because I don't like to travel. It's not. It's just the the demand and how quick I can go to places to places to places, and or? also the ability and the ability to recollect everything. Ooh. So endless knowledge. Night, night. Is that? Uh, oh, I, I didn't want to be cliche and say wisdom. I, but yeah, the I hear ability, you. The ability to be like to have knowledge and recollect it. But is like that is way. that a superpower, or would that just be like? Would your brain be fried? That's what I'm thinking. Do you know what That's, I mean? You know what? I was wondering. I said, like, is it is it too <laughs> is it too much of a trigger thing to say AI capabilities? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Would people on this podcast be like, man, this man needs a lot of Jesus if he says that? We're, we're all right. We, we like AI here, so no problem with that whatsoever. Just the ability to recollect and be able to communicate it in different brilliant. moments. It'd be, it'd be something. It'd be that, that would be good. Hey, listen, it has been brilliant to have you on the show, and uh, thanks for being with us. Hey, if people want to connect with you or find out more about you, where can they find you? I think the simplest way, uh, and I'll give one place, is my, my Instagram. I think yeah, you go in there. Right direct message me um my handle is p and then my last name is buzian b-u-z-y-a-n you'll find yeah, it right there and and uh before you go then um and the pronunciation and the spelling of your name it's is different the reason i'm saying this is because i know when i put the script out there or the stuff out there about the podcast people will be thinking they've misspelled that so can you please explain how your name is spelt and why is it spelled that way? So people don't come to me and say, hey, Dave, what's happened at your end? Yeah. What have you done, Dave? Hey, what's happening? Are you losing it? <laughs> um, it's it's spelled P-E-T-R. You say it, yeah. Peter. Technically, yeah. you could say, well, technically, it's, said, it's Peter or Pyotr, which is how you would say it. Pyotr. Uh, Pyotr. Pyotr. Yeah. But I, I go by Peter, and it's spelled P-E-T-R. Yeah. Um, and the reason it, it's spelled P-E-T-R, even when I moved to the U.S., is that the embassy uh, translated not name to name, but letter for letter. And my, my name is four uh, letters in the Ukrainian language. So uh, we've, we've said that. We've nailed that. We've nailed it. 
So we're all right. Hey, listen, great to have you on the show. Thanks for being with us today. And thank you to all our listeners who've been uh, listening to this, watching it, um, wherever you're watching this from. We just want to say to people, uh, thanks for connecting into the podcast. Head on to the website. You can find out more resources, icon.church forward slash open. Lots of free resources there for church leaders, for people to dip into. So if you want to find out more about what we're doing as well, head on over to the website. But you can find us and subscribe to us at all the major platforms. So thanks for being with us in the Church Explain podcast.